When we say content, we mean blog posts, videos, podcast episodes, infographics, organic social media posts, and any other medium that allows you to share a message and engage with your audience. But instead of promoting a product or service, content marketing focuses on providing information, entertainment, or helpful resources that helps prospects see your business as a trusted resource and not a salesperson. Hey there, you're listening to the Priority Pursuit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and leaders define, maintain, and pursue both their personal and business priorities so they can build lives and businesses that they love. We're your hosts, Victoria Rayburn and Kelly Rice, and today we are very excited to break down what we know to be the best and most effective marketing strategy for small businesses, the flywheel marketing method. Yes, as a marketing agency for small businesses, we've been helping clients implement the strategy since, what, you think, 2015? And we're passionate about teaching this flywheel marketing method because we know it works. In fact, our agency clients have seen up to almost 900% growth as a result of this strategy, which is why we're talking about it today. In case you can't tell, we are super, super excited about this episode because, again, we've seen this work time and time again. So this is a strategy we are very passionate about. But if you aren't familiar with the flywheel marketing method, this is simply a marketing strategy where your website and online marketing efforts are in sync and they function as a flywheel to continually produce results. Now, in case you are not mechanically inclined, which I'm not for the record and had no idea what a flywheel was until this strategy became a thing. But anyway, a flywheel is a mechanical device that uses, um, that's used to store rotational energy. A flywheel includes a heavy wheel or disc that it's mounted on an axle and can rotate. So flywheels are different from regular wheels, like a wheel attached to a car and that the flywheel, like a flywheel stores energy, allowing them to rotate and function from their built up energy reserve even when new energy isn't being applied. So for example, probably as a kid, or I don't know, maybe if you camp, you are probably familiar with a hand crank flashlight. When you rotate the crank of the flashlight, you give the flywheel energy, which the flashlight then stores. So as a result, when you need to use the flashlight, you don't have to crank the wheel to keep the light on. Instead, the flashlight uses its stored energy from its flywheel to power the flashlight's bulb. With a hand crank flashlight, if you apply energy up front, you'll have light for a long time. And in the same way, when you use the flywheel marketing method, you or your marketing team will need to put in quite a bit of work up front, but then your marketing will more or less continue to work on its own, just requiring minimal maintenance. So like occasionally I got to crank it up a little bit more, which is ideal for busy small businesses who want to see big, consistent results. I don't know about you, but like I have a flashback to being a kid and playing flashlight tag and then mm-hmm. you need to crank it because you need a light, <laughs> but you're trying to hide and it's really loud. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know if they have that, if they do that anymore. Um, I'm old, so I don't know if they, they probably don't use the crank flashlights anymore, but that was a really good like- analogy, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, people who camp or like are, I don't know, prepared for the end of the world or something. (laughs) (laughs) They have the cranks. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Sidetrack. 
But I do, we do want to talk about the flywheel marketing method today. And it is a marketing strategy where your website and online marketing efforts are in sync and they function as a flywheel to continually produce results. And again, like Victoria said, once this thing is set up, um, unfortunately, not for, unfortunately, because it's actually um, really good that it takes a little bit of work up front because it forces you to sit down and think about what your audience wants, how it's going to work, how, what kind of content we're going to put into this thing, like all of those types of things. So it's kind of like you put in a ton, a ton of effort up front, and then you're going to get um, results down the road. But the investment of time and money is absolutely worth it because once every piece of it is in place, your marketing will more, more than less um, continue to to work on its own. And the best part about utilizing this type of strategy is that it allows you to feel confident in your marketing as opposed to testing one tactic after another without seeing results. And that is just extremely frustrating. But what this tactic will do, it allows you to focus um, on this marketing for an extended period of time and then allows it to work so that then you can do all of the other things um, that you're called to do as a business owner for your business plus trying to carve out some of that time to have a life outside of the office. Yeah. So basically like rather than flailing like so many small businesses do and you know you just kind of market things when you have time. Like mm -hmm. Kelly said you put in all of that work up front and then you get to reap the rewards. Mm -hmm. Now, if you are listening and thinking like that sounds great, but how the heck do I build a flywheel marketing strategy? What does that actually mean or look like from a marketing and tactical perspective? We want to break that down. So we will go through each phase in depth, but the flywheel marketing system includes four phases. So number one, understanding your audience and creating clear messaging. Two, Shocker. yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to a single episode of Priority Pursuit, you knew that was going to be step number one. <laughs> but then step two is building a strong foundation with a strategically built SEO optimized website which you know I'm super excited about. And then three, creating content and a sales funnel that serve your ideal client well. And then last but not least, promoting your products, services, and content. So just remember like understanding your audience and creating clear messaging, building a strong foundation with the strategically built SEO optimized website, creating content and a sales funnel that serve your ideal client well, and then promoting your products, services, and content. And again, we're going to dive into all of these in here in just minutes. And just as a reminder, one more time, creating your flywheel system, it will take work. Whether you do it yourself, work with freelancers to handle pieces of it, or partner with an agency like TreeFrog to build your flywheel entirely. But once the system is in place, we can almost promise you that you will finally see the results in your small business you have been working so ever loving hard to achieve. Now that is assuming you're already offering a great product or service and are serving your customers well. Just as a reminder, you know, great marketing can't fix poor customer other business service. issues. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day, yes. but yes. <laughs> we're going to break down each of these phases so that you can finish this episode with a clear picture of what your marketing strategy arguably should look like. So with this in mind, Kelly, would you mind breaking down the first phase of the flywheel method? And again, if people have been listening to Priority Pursuit, they're probably going to laugh and they probably already know exactly what you're going to say. But <laughs> Step right. number one. <laughs> It'll be a shocker to nobody for me to say the first step of the flywheel marketing strategy is to understand your audience and create clear messaging. So again, if you've listened to anything that we've talked about in 2023, you're, you likely know that the 
how important it is to understand your audience and create clear messaging. This is absolutely the most important step in marketing and something we often see small businesses fail to do. And because of this, we're probably not going to stop talking about this anytime soon. So just buckle up, buttercup, because it's coming. Um, <laughs> okay, so now I'm going to explain how you can truly understand your audience in just six steps um, in just a second. But before that, I want to make something clear. If you want your marketing efforts to be successful, you have to make your potential customers the hero of your marketing story and position yourself as the guide. If you don't do this, your marketing will continue to fall flat time after time. In other words, your marketing won't work. And if you make it about your business and not about meeting the needs of your ideal clients. So we can learn about how um, to use story-based framework. Sorry, I didn't just like roll off the tongue. Um, I get really excited about talking about this, even <laughs> though it's our millionth time talking about it. Um, but we actually have a blog post called, I think it's uh, why small businesses should use storytelling and marketing, um, which we'll link in the show notes. But basically it walks you through how to use a story-based framework um, to make your prospects and your customers the hero of your marketing story and position yourself as the guide. Because if you do this, it will attract the right people, engage and hold their attention, and give your prospects a way to solve their problem. So basically, your marketing won't work if you just talk about how great your products and services and your accompl accomplishments are. Um, so that's, I mean, I know we kind of took a, a, a turn from talking about clarifying your audience, but that is extremely important that they, mm -hmm. you have to be the guide and your customers mm -hmm. have to be the hero. So go and read that blog post or jump onto some um, other of our episodes to be able to um, understand what that actually means. Okay. Yes. And it's so important to be like in that mindset from the get-go before you start doing marketing work and then you realize, holy cow, I just wrote all of my web copy <laughs> and I told everybody how great I was yes. and this was a big fat waste of time. But Right, because it's yeah. natural for us to do. We mm -hmm. want to be the experts in the thing that we're doing. So we say, hey, mm -hmm. we know all of these things. But again, if you go back and listen to a couple episodes, um, you'll realize that that's the equivalent of a man walking up to a woman and saying, hey, do you want to get married? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I'm cute. You're cute. Let's do this. And we're like, no way. But we do that when we tell people how great we are mm -hmm. from a business perspective without building a relationship first. So yes. Okay. I got sidetracked again. Okay. So to truly understand your best customers um, so that you can build this flywheel marketing system around them, you need to complete the six steps that we talked about before. So the first step is you need to learn who they are. What is their age? What is their income? What is their gender? Um, you need to work to understand what they value, what their opinions are, what they're interested in. You also need to determine where they live, or you need to determine if that even matters to your business or not. You also need to understand how they like to be communicated with. Are they on social media? Do they prefer email? How about asking questions via a chat? What is it that you can learn from them, from their demographics or their psychographics that will help you better understand who they are so that you can start build a relationship with them? The second step is to determine what your audience wants to accomplish. Do your ideal customers want to make a difference? Do they want to save money? Do they want to save time? Um, have the best manicured lawn in the neighborhood? What is the thing that they really, really want help in finding or achieving? And that is going to be the thing that you're going to help them to do. So identifying that as a second step is extremely important. 
The third step is identifying what problems they face when they're trying to get those things accomplished. So most people put stumbling blocks in their own path when it comes to solving a problem or getting involved. For some, it's a lack of time, a lack of knowledge, lack of confidence, fear of spending too much money or having to break a societal stigma. You need to figure out what the most pressing, pressing issue is for your ideal customers so that you can actually help them solve that. So the fourth step is that you need to understand how these problems make them feel. So when you know how their problems make them feel, you get the opportunity to help them overcome their challenge, which allows you to be the guide and not the hero in the story. Remember, the guide doesn't just start telling the hero how to fix his or her problems. The guide builds trust by showing that he or she understands the situation before giving advice. You need to do the same. So to figure out how their problems make them feel is going to be one of the main things that you need to do so that you can provide guidance to help them out of their emotional turmoil first before you give them a clear solution for their problem, which happens to be the fifth step um, in the six step process. So how can your products or services help them make their lives better? Just like in your favorite book or movie, the guy doesn't just sit there and pat the hero on the back and raise his confidence and tell him that he's going to be okay. The guide actually tells the hero what he needs to do in order to save the day, and you need to do the same. So once you've identified what the what their problems are and how it makes them feel, you can show empathy first by saying, hey, we've been there. We get this. We know it's frustrating. Here's a way out of that by doing XYZ or utilizing product ABC to do whatever it is that you need them to do in order to achieve the thing that you've just identified that they want to achieve. And then the final step is to determine what will happen when they actually follow your advice. So if someone chooses to buy from you or work from you, what will they get in return or how will, how will it help them? You need to answer the question, what is in it for me by reminding them what success looks like if they follow your advice. So for those of you listening, if you're a wife, this is kind of how you talk to your husband, right? Like you let them think it's their idea that this is a great outcome and you need to do the same thing. You need to remind them that, hey, if you do this thing, all these positive things are going to happen. <laughs> so, and if anybody that's been married for like 10 years or more, you're going, yeah, that's absolutely right. Yep. It doesn't matter how it gets done as long as it gets done. Okay, so I know that we just covered um, a lot of stuff pretty quickly, but we're not done. So part one was understanding your audience um, in the first step. And the second part of that is to create clear messaging. Um, and now that you understand your audience, you're ready to do that. And as a reminder, clear messaging is it, it really, it's just simply communication that your ideal customers can understand quickly and easily. And again, if you listen to anything that we've talked about here in the last six or seven months, you know that the key to successful marketing is clear messaging. And this is because people don't always support the best products or invest in the best products or services. Instead, they typically purchase ones that they can understand the easiest. Um, if they can understand it really, really quickly, um, they're going to be more apt to go towards that route as opposed to their brain sitting there having to understand what does this mean? How is it going to help me? All of those types of things. So you could literally have the best product and service out there, but if you make it so complicated for them to understand, they're just going to move on. So to ensure that your message is clear and customer focused, 
you need to create what we call um, marketing guiding statements, which include eight talking points, a one-liner, your story pitch, your why, and a sales script. And your marketing guiding statements are part of the first phase of the Flywheel Marketing Method because they are the GPS of your marketing efforts. Meaning once you have these statements written, you'll know exactly what to say on your website and your content and your social media post and to prospects to convert um, them into paying customers. So we've already done... I don't even know how many episodes about marketing guiding statements and the importance of clarifying your messaging. Um, And we know that this is a critical step. And by now, I think we beat it into you that this is a critical step as well. Um, So if you haven't created your marketing guiding statements yet, we do have a free mini course that breaks down exactly how to write them. And you can access that um, at the link in the show notes or by going to treefrogmarketing.com forward slash marketing guiding statements. So Again, if you haven't created any marketing guiding statements, go back and do that because it is the first step to help you be successful in this flywheel marketing method. So Victoria, do you want to jump in and tackle your passion of um, website and SEO next as the second second step? Yes. By the end of this episode, people might be really annoyed with us. I think that when we <laughs> go back and forth on these points, like we're both very, I mean, we're passionate about all of it, but we're particularly passionate about different things. So right. if you can't um, hear, you know, my and Kelly's cheerleader backgrounds in this episode, I will be shocked. But anyway, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's the first step of creating your marketing flywheel, understanding your audience and creating clear messaging. And now let's move on to step two, building a strong foundation with a strategically built SEO optimized website, which again is something I'm super excited about, but your website is the foundation of all of your marketing and communication efforts and is truly your small business's most powerful marketing tool. That said, it is not enough to just have a website. Your website needs to serve your ideal clients well by helping them quickly and easily understand what you offer, how you can help solve their problem, and how they can work with you. And again, if you do your guiding statements, it'll be really easy to get this information on your website. You're pretty much just plug and play at that point. But your website needs to be needs to be able to be easily found when prospects are actively looking for your products or services. And that is they're looking for you on Google. So essentially, you need to have a website that serves your customers well, and people need to actually be able to find it when they are searching for your products or services. (laughs) If they can't find it, it's kind of a problem. But a common mistake small businesses often make is building a website without taking the time to develop a website strategy to make your next website build as efficient and as effective as possible. We recommend building a website using the following steps. And guys, we know this is a lot of information. If you're driving, there's no way you can be taking notes or anything right now. So please know if you check out the link in the show notes, there will also be a link to the coinciding blog post for this episode. And then you'll have all of this information in writing and kind of use it as a checklist. But The next time you go to build a website, the first thing that you want to do is to create a customer-focused web plan. Your website, again, needs to serve your ideal customers extremely well, which is one of the many reasons understanding your audience is the first step in creating your marketing flywheel. So as a result, the first step in building a strategic website is simply to outline a plan for your website. For example, what pages need to be on your website? What elements or functionality does your website need to include? Maybe you need an event calendar, a way to schedule appointments, 
a way for people to see what availability you have left. It's going to be different from business to business and within, from industry to industry. But uh, also, what does the layout of your website need to look like? You don't have to, you know, get all designing quite yet, but just a general idea. And then what other elements or information need to be on your site to serve your ideal customers well? Essentially, make a bullet point list of all the pages that need to be on your website and then Make another list of like things that specifically need to appear so that as you're, you are developing your copy, as you're um, designing your website, you can make sure all of this is included. Now, for a breakdown of the eight things that we argue must be included on your website, regardless of your industry, regardless of your ideal client, we want to encourage you to check out episode 100, episode 100, answers to the most frequently asked questions about small business marketing. We will link that in the show notes, but that is a question in that episode that we cover. And if you do include those eight things on your website, we promise your website will be so much more effective. And your website designer will love you. So whether you're doing mm -hmm. it internally yourself or you're having it done, if you mm -hmm. do all of this strategic work ahead of time, you're going to get exactly what you need. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then after you have your web plan, next you need to create an initial keyword and SEO strategy for your website. We'll talk more about SEO in a moment, but you will save yourself hours upon hours of time if you do keyword research for the main pages of your website before you start writing copy or designing your site. So often I see like as an SEO coach, so often I see people, it's like, oh, like I built my entire website and now I want to optimize it for search engines. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, like you could have made your life so much easier and kind of yeah. almost done things in tandem if you would have written knowing what your keywords are. But anyway, that's a tangent that we're not going <laughs> to go off on right now. Right. <laughs> I know because sometimes it ends up being, hey, it's cheaper to really just mm -hmm. redevelop your entire site yeah. than to go back and try to make it SEO friendly. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Okay. We could do a whole episode yeah. on that. And oh. <laughs> Many small businesses don't have an effective marketing strategy. And because of this, they try one tactic after another without seeing results. This not only prevents consistent business growth, it makes managing marketing efforts more difficult than it should be. As a marketing agency for small businesses, we understand how frustrating it can be when hard work doesn't deliver the results that you want. Because of this, TreeFrog has developed a proven four-step marketing system that that will help any small business grow. On our website, you can also schedule a 30-minute discovery call to discuss working with TreeFrog to build a marketing strategy that will allow your small business to finally see the growth you've been working so hard to achieve. What would you do with an extra 45 minutes every workday? That would save you 16 hours a month or roughly eight days a year. And over the course of your career, we're talking about over one year of your life saved all that time back. Well, many independent business owners spend far more than 45 minutes a day on administrative tasks. And with HoneyBook, you can get that time back and then some. HoneyBook lets you easily manage projects, contracts, invoices, scheduling, and client communication, saving you time and allowing you to better serve your clients. For a discount on your first year of HoneyBook, visit honeybook.com and subscribe with the code PRIORITYPURSUIT. 45 minutes a day adds up quickly. Use it to focus on what matters most. But yes, if you aren't familiar with keywords, go back and listen to episode nine, how to identify and use strategic keywords to improve your SEO. In this episode, we walk through exactly how to choose strategic keywords and where to put them on your website to improve your Google rankings. And we will be sure to link to that episode in the show notes. 
Now, once your web plan is designed and the keywords for the main pages of your website have been identified, it's then time to write the copy, aka the words for your website. So a common mistake small businesses make is trying to write their copy and design their website at the same time at the same time. Totally get it. Designing your website, like that's the print, that's the pretty part. That's the I don't know, just the side people get excited about, but it's your website is going to be so much more effective if your content drives your design. You need to make sure that your website actually includes the information that will convert your ideal clients before you start making things pretty. So to save time and so that your content can drive the design of your website, write your copy first before you design it, before you design anything. And you can literally just put this in a Google doc. Like that's absolutely what we do at tree frog. Just, you know, put a heading up there. So you know exactly what cop, what page you are working on. And then uh, you'll be able to pass this off to your designer. And then this, I hope this goes without saying, but it might not. So as you are (laughs) writing your web copy, make sure you are referring to your marketing guiding statements. We do have an upcoming podcast episode that is going to literally break down how to write copy for your homepage, your service pages, and your about pages. So we can kind of tell you, hey, this is where this marketing guiding statement goes. But for now, just make sure you are referring to those guiding statements. That and be sure to make your copy mm-hmm. as concise yes. as possible. So I don't want to give away all the secrets of our, ne- our next episode, but yeah, yeah, people don't want to read a ton of copy on a website. So mm-hmm. you just need to make sure that that copy when you write it is scannable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, mm-hmm. that's also a really important reason to do your marketing guiding statements because mm-hmm. otherwise you have this blank you know, a blank, blinking cursor right in front of you. And you're like, oh, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And then you end up with so much copy that I mean this with love, but nobody is ever going to read because we all have the attention of goldfish and read headings and skim. So (laughs) (laughs) I actually think goldfish might have a longer attention span than we humans do now. I think that technically (laughs) is correct, but it makes me sad. So I'm going to just make it comparable. So then after you have your copy developed, uh, in addition to making sure your website includes the right information, you also need to ensure your site is easy for your ideal customers to use and navigate. So basically, as you design your website, make sure your site doesn't require users to do a bunch of clicking or detective work to find the information they need. Yes, you want it to be pretty and you want it to be true to your brand but you also need your website to be functional. So to do this, we recommend only including five to six options in the main navigation. Make it extremely easy to find for people to find what they're looking for on your website. Because in all honesty, guys, the less friction there is, the more likely people are to take whatever action you want them to take, whether it's inquire, go ahead and purchase something. I mean, you know, think about how easy Amazon makes it like with that buy now button, like you can just hit one button and then something gets delivered to your house. So make it super easy for people to use. Then you also need to make sure that your website is mobile friendly. So today, more people view websites from their mobile devices than from desktops. Like I think probably people only view a lot of things from desktops, like when they're at work and they're actually supposed to be working and 
their underwear computer look, you know, on Amazon or whatever else. But (laughs) with this in mind, you want to make sure that you design your website to function well on all devices. So while we're on the topic of web design, if you are looking for a user-friendly web builder, we highly recommend Show It. Show It makes designing a website as easy as dragging and dropping. And if you'd like to try our favorite web builder for free, be sure to visit treefrogmarketing.com slash show it or visit the link in the show notes. Again, visit treefrogmarketing.com slash show it, or check out the link in the show notes to try our favorite web builder for free for one month. Okay, now I can finally talk about SEO. Thank goodness. (laughs) But a customer-focused, well-designed website is going to get you far. However, if your website isn't appearing on the first page of Google when prospective customers are looking for your products and services, you're missing out on business. In fact, when people are in need of a local product or service, 97% of people go to Google. As a result, if your website doesn't appear on the first page of Google, you are literally missing out on business. And you're missing out on business from people who are actively looking for your products or services, meaning they're likely very ready to purchase. So what a shame. And again, that's why I'm so passionate about SEO. We've got to get you guys to page one. But with this in mind, in phase two of the flywheel marketing method, you want to take the time to optimize your website and business for search engines. So SEO, which if you aren't familiar with, stands for search engine optimization, is just a free process that helps your website rank well on Google or other search engines, when users conduct searches related to your products, your services, or your content. So there are a lot of moving parts to a successful SEO strategy, but SEO has the power to do big things for your small business, which is why I'm so passionate about it. After all, when people intentionally look for a service or product, again, most go to Google and many are ready to make a purchase. So in case I haven't said this enough times already, if your website does not appear on the first page of Google, you are missing out on business. So again, there are a lot of moving parts to a successful SEO strategy, but when it comes to building a website with a strong SEO foundation, there are six things that you are going to want to do. So first of all, add Google Analytics to your website. Next, set up Google Search Console. Third, submit your sitemap to Google Search Console. Four, create a Google business profile. Five, create online directory listings. And six, create a system for regularly receiving online reviews from happy customers. So guys, we will include links in the show notes with more information for each of these steps. In all honesty, it's kind of a funny thing to dive into the podcast because I'm not going to, we're not going to be like, okay, now go to this part of your website and copy Mm -hmm. this and then open Google analytics. Like that would just be a headache for everybody. But if you go to the link in the show notes, you will find some helpful links and resources there. Okay. That's (laughs) step number two. (laughs) Yes. And if we haven't lost you yet, we're moving Mm -hmm. on to step number three. (laughs) (laughs) So no, after you've built a strong foundation with a customer focused, which is really important, SEO optimized website, the next step in the flywheel method is to implement a content marketing strategy and sales funnel that serve your ideal customers well and make them want to further engage with your business. So first let's talk about content marketing. So in case you aren't familiar with it. Um, content marketing is a marketing strategy where businesses create and distribute valuable, relevant, and engaging contact content to attract their ideal clients. So just for clarification, when we say content, we mean blog posts, videos, podcast episodes, infographics, 
organic social media post and any other medium that allows you to share a message and engage with your audience. But instead of promoting a product or service, content marketing focuses on providing information, entertainment, or helpful resources that helps prospects see your business as a trusted resource and not a salesperson. So the goal of content marketing is to attract prospects by creating content that is relevant and helpful, but not interruptive. So great content it leads, it guides, and it directs customers where you want them to go. So in order for your content marketing efforts to be effective, you must use your audience strategy, which we talked about in the first step, and your keyword strategy, which we talked about in the second step, to understand who your audience is and what they want to accomplish. So with this information, you'll be able to determine what content needs to be developed and how you can lead prospects through your buying journey. So, and quickly, just as a side note, um, if you're not familiar with the buyer's journey concept, there are three stages um, of the journey and they include awareness, consideration, and decision. So awareness is someone has a problem but doesn't know what to do or they actually need to be made aware of something. So they're in this first stage of awareness of, I don't know what to do, or, oh, I didn't know that that was even something that I needed to pay attention to. Second is consideration. Someone is actually researching or considering ways to get something done. Um, how do I fix this thing? What are my options? Um, what are the differences between these products? Those types of things. And then third is the decision stage. Someone is ready to make a decision, meaning they just need to be convinced that choosing your product or service is the right choice. So with that in mind, um, in this phase of the flywheel marketing method, you want to create a content marketing strategy with engaging informing content that leads prospects through your buyer's journey. You don't necessarily just want to start off with, um, this is our best product and here's why, because you may be talking, 97% of your audience may be in the awareness stage mm -hmm. and you're only talking to 3% in the buyer stage. You need to keep that that buyer's journey in mind when you're creating content. And then also create monthly SEO optimized blog post. Again, there are many moving parts to a successful SEO strategy, but Google favors websites that are regularly updated with fresh quality content and website and content that utilizes SEO best practices. So creating content from both an SEO perspective is going to be important, mm -hmm. but then also creating that content that your, um, customers want or need or need to be made aware of to mm -hmm. move them through their buyer's journey. Yes. So, And they should, in theory, go in tandem. I mean, yes. they should overlap. And um, yeah, we just want to make it clear. We're not saying like stuff your websites with keywords because again, that's a <laughs> right. big, big no, no. And a conversation right. for another day. But right. yeah, And a lot of your blog posts, even your SEO um, based blog posts, they're going to be, they're going to sit in the awareness mm -hmm. stage anyway. And that's where you've mm -hmm. talked about how they, you know, they kind of complement and they kind of flow together. Um, and I think we actually have another episode on the content I'm buying journey. I, I think it's in the marketing guiding statements. I don't know. We talk about it so much. It's, it's hard <laughs> to know. So if it's not in the marketing guiding statements stuff, um, we'll add a note to the show notes or into the blog so that you guys can, can find that as well. So, but content marketing is a great way to attract prospects to serve them well and build trust. However, the secret to generating more qualified leads is to build and get prospects into your sales funnel, AKA, which means your email list. So your lead generation system should include a landing page, 
um, which is a website page or an opt-in page that guides customers through the curiosity phase of the relationship. It gives them the reasons why they should exchange their email address for the valuable information that you're offering. And then clearly you need to have an offer itself. So your lead generator, which can be simple as a two-page PDF with valuable information is an excellent way to generate highly qualified leads. It also allows an ideal customer to continue to engage with your brand without having too much risk associated. They're willing to give you their email address because the next step we're going to talk about is not they're going to receive um, some emails, but the information that you're providing in this lead generator is valuable enough to them to have to deal with any um, emails that they may get, right? So the third step is a sales email campaign. Someone who gives you their email address is a highly qualified lead because they're basically saying, hey, I'm interested in this thing. And you need to use that to your advantage by creating an automated sales email campaign. Um, we use six emails at TreeFrog um, that are used to kind of seal the deal if you will. Um, and those emails are strategically created to help break down the barriers that someone would have to either purchase from you or buy from you. And it's done in a, in a non-salesy way by utilizing your audience strategy and your marketing guiding statements. Um, you'll be able to help convince people that if they have a specific problem, you're going to be the one to help solve them. And again, a non salesy way. So um, that's kind of content marketing slash why you want to develop a sales funnel in a mm -hmm. nutshell. And we will have more episodes about content marketing, about sales funnel development, about those emails that you might be like, okay, I would really like to know what those six emails need to say. We will break all of this down in further episodes. But the final phase of the final marketing method is promotion. Basically, once you have a customer-focused website, content, and lead generator, you need to promote these items. So again, people know that they exist, like all about SEO and being found organically, but your small business is going to succeed if you actually promote and put some money behind promoting these things. So you might be listening and thinking like, got it. Well, I'll just share these things on social media and my flywheel method will be complete. However, organic social media isn't enough for most small businesses anymore, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, have you ever wondered why your social media posts, like they just don't drive new business? And, you know, if you've been a small business owner for a long time, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, it was a different story. But many small businesses think that simply posting to their social media channels will be enough. But thanks to the ever-changing social media algorithms and honestly, just these platforms becoming more and more saturated and because they would like to have your money. That isn't <laughs> how it works anymore. So in order to reach and connect with your ideal clients, you have to get your content in front of your audience. Since organic social media is no longer a dependable resource, this phase of the flywheel, uh, flywheel marketing method includes helping your audience find your website and content through social media ads, Google ads, nurture email campaigns and targeted email campaigns. In case you aren't familiar with any of these, I want to break all of them down just really briefly. But social media ads, while 
organic social media's reach may be down, social media advertising is a highly effective and arguably very affordable way to reach your best customers. So if you know that your ideal client is on a certain social media platform, chances are that is a really great place for you to start running ads. Google ads, also a really affordable option for small businesses and highly effective. So like we mentioned before, when people are looking for a product or service, or if they have a question, most are going to turn to Google. With Google ads, you can actually ensure that your website and content are among the first listed via Google search. In an ideal world, you are going to appear on that first page organically. But something that I do tell students all the time is that until you are on that first page organically, run Google ads. They're not expensive. It's pay per click. So that really means like you're just paying for when people click on your website. It's a really great investment. Uh, next, nurture email campaigns. So as uh, after prospects take you up on your lead generator or opt-in, the conversation shouldn't stop after they've received your, sex, your six sales funnel emails. Continue to engage with them via nurture email campaigns, which can include regular emails featuring product announcements, tips, inspiration, updates, valuable content you've curated, and sharing nearly anything that serves your ideal clients well and keeps your small business top of mind. It's so important to keep this conversation going, guys. I mean, yes, ideally, 100% of people who go through, you know, the six emails, they will convert and become customers, but that is an ideal world and it doesn't necessarily work that way. But chances are they're going to continue thinking about your products, continue thinking about your services. And when they see you in their email, in their inbox often, you are going to continue to stay top of mind. Or if they do make a purchase and you do a great job of serving them, then down the line, when they need something else from your business, you will continue to be top of mind because they see you in your inbox, in their inbox on a regular basis. And then last but not least, targeted email campaigns. So emailing your entire email list is great, but you'll likely find even more success through targeted email campaigns, which are email campaigns for specific subsections of your audience who have already expressed interest in specific products, services, or types of content. So every like, we, I mean, we use MailChimp at TreeFrog, like ConvertKit is a great option. Flowdesk, there are all kinds of email management systems. But as you are building your email list, think about what subsections you should be dividing your audience into. So that way you can send them more targeted emails later. But, oh, that was a lot of information. <laughs> but that is the flywheel marketing method, guys. <laughs> I know. And if I was listening to this episode, I'd be thinking, how in the heck Mm -hmm. Am I possibly going to find time to implement or oversee this strategy? Or is it even possible for a single person to implement mm -hmm. the flywheel marketing method on their own? Don't worry. We're going to wrap this episode up by answering this challenge. You can implement this strategy by yourself if you have time. Yes, you can absolutely do it. Between drag and drop website builders like Show It, YouTube how-to videos, the resources um, we've committed to sharing with you via the Priority Pursuit, um, so, like different episodes, and then also on our website at treefrogmarketing.com. And all of the information available on the internet, you can absolutely implement this strategy on your own. However, as a small business owner or leader, handling every aspect of this strategy on your own likely isn't the best use of your time. After all, several skill sets and knowledges you may or may not currently have will be required. And chances are the time needed to learn these new skills and information will take a lot of time, which will inhibit business growth, 
just to be frank, and prevent you mm -hmm. from focusing on the other aspects of your small business and life outside the office. So with this in mind, as we wrap up this episode of Priority Pursuit, we want to encourage you to, one, commit to implementing the Flywheel Marketing Method. Again, we are passionate about this strategy because we've seen it work for small businesses of all sizes across countless industries, you know, across, across the United States. Mm -hmm. um, two, Take the flywheel method one step at a time. There's a reason the strategy is broken up into four phases. With every phase, you'll see bigger results. Even if you can only focus on phase one and phase two for now, you will likely experience growth. So you literally don't have to dive into the shallow end head first. Like do this a phase at a time if you're trying to accomplish this um, by yourself or internally. Um, and then three, outsource aspects of the flywheel method. Again, implementing the flywheel method is a lot for a single person or even a small team to handle. With that said, you can outsource some or even all of this strategy. For example, you can hire a web designer to build your website or work with a StoryBrand certified guide to write your lead generator. Um, generation items, um, such as like your marketing guiding statements or your sales funnel or even your website copy. Um, or if you're interested in working with us at TreeFrog, we would love to jump on a discovery call with you, um, which you can schedule at treefrogmarketing.com or via the link in the show notes. We work with our agency clients to get their flywheel marketing system set up in full so they can focus on the other aspects of their business in the life outside of the office because we know as small business owners ourselves it is really really hard to handle everything yourself or how frustrating it is is when you're trying one tactic after another and you're not seeing the results that you want mm -hmm. and you just want to have somebody help you implement a strategic plan that will actually get results mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so if you're interested in having our team of strategists, copywriters, designers, and other marketing pros help you build your flywheel marketing system, schedule a discovery call at treefrogmarketing.com or check out the link in the show notes. We would love to talk with you guys about this. Now, we know that was a lot of information, but we wanted to share this episode with you because, again, we truly believe the flywheel marketing method is the best marketing strategy for small businesses. And because we know this strategy actually works. It can help your small business see the results you have been working so hard to achieve. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Priority Pursuit, especially since this was a long one. And if you enjoyed <laughs> this episode, we hope you'll take a moment to share it with your small business friends and that you'll join us next week for even more marketing, boundary, and priority-driven tactics you can use to build a life and business that you love. Oh, 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 oh.